0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special spooky episode of the Best Pictures Podcast. I'm Ian, this is Maggie, and on this episode, we are bringing back fan-favorite Singita.
1: Hello! For this episode, we are covering Le Diabolique, or commonly just called Diabolique, which is a 1955 French psychological horror-slash-thriller Directed by Henri Clouseau, starring Simone Signoret, Vera Clouseau, Paul Maurice, and Charles Vanel. It is based on a novel uh, by uh, Pierre Boileau and Thomas Narsijac. And uh, the novel was called She Who Is No More. And then they changed the title to be like a little bit more... Uh, Sinister and to like bring people in a little more edgy,
2: yeah. A little edgy. I would call it a what did you call it? A thriller and a horror, but also a comedy,
1: psychological horror thriller,
2: slash comedy. What are
1: you laughing? (laughs) I was laughing
2: a bunch, but we'll get into it. Okay, okay, weirdos.
0: Hey, hey, hey. She said, I, not we. Oh, no,
2: that was a we.
1: <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's that fair. was a we. I <laughs> knew. I just <laughs> knew. I can't believe you guys had fun without me. Did you guys at least have good wine?
0: Yes, it's, it's quite the wine nice. wine is here. It is a
2: blend.
1: Nice. I went for a Cote de Rhone. There was a big discussion between us about which red wine would pair best With a French psychological thriller, I love that we all immediately were like, no, 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 a red, of course. It's just a question of which.
0: We couldn't decide on one, so it was a blend of multiple.
2: (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) Now that I'm looking at it, though, it is California red. That's a miss on my part.
1: Oh, see, yep. I went for, I was like, it's got to be French. Usually I prefer an Italian red, but had to do my due diligence this time. Good job, good job. Normally we cover best picture winners. Diabolique uh, was not a best picture winner. I don't even think they had like the international category at the time in 55, but it did win uh, the Louis Deluc prize for best picture in France, which is like their big film award.
0: I'm okay with that. I thought that a lot of the actual filmmaking elements were really great. And some of the performances were maybe, the thing is like, I don't have a really great background in french cinema so i don't know how much of this is me not understanding versus you know what i mean but it like some of the performances were a little they felt a little older given it was in the 50s but i I enjoyed it still
2: oh no i was just gonna say especially towards the end the woman who plays the wife like her whole body looked horrified which is impressive I think there's also the trade off of like,
1: obviously, none of us are fluent in French. So we are also reading subtitles as we watch the film. So it definitely like is a little bit of a different, you know, experience.
0: And I hated that because I didn't want the translation to get in the way. And I like there were like the talking about the statue versus the bronze. Like, I don't know. It, it felt like had they translated it as the bronze, it would have been more. I don't know. It there are choices that have to be made, and I'm like,
1: I think you're I getting don't know. a little nitpicky on that, but I um I do want to preface this really quickly. Our theme this year, it's kind of a double theme. It's ghosts and twist endings. So if you are really, really interested in watching this movie and you have not seen it yet, know like this is going to be spoilery beyond spoilery. Um I do think you can know going into the movie and still uh enjoy it but i just want to put that out there for people not
2: according to the end credits so we are being les diaboliques ourselves by spoiling the ending
1: (laughs) yeah i that is the first thing that comes up um i yeah and i think we can go ahead and kind of run into watch notes um any other background or cool facts i have i'll sprinkle in but the there is an anti-spoiler message at the very beginning of the film, uh, which translates to "Don't be diabolical in all caps." Uh, Do not destroy the interest that your friends may have in this movie. Do not tell them what you have seen. Thank you on their behalf. So I apologize, dear listeners, for us ruining this for you. If you've not watched it already. Now is your chance to cut off this episode, go watch it and return.
0: No, no. Our our listeners have their own volition and can go and watch the movie. At this point, it's on them, not on us. That's not on us.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we've given the spoiler alert loudly. I mean, came out in 1955. You guys, is it, is it too soon?
0: Uh, no, because I hadn't seen it. So, and obviously, I'm the like quintessential standard bearer of people who know a lot about French cinema. Like I just, you know, said.
1: <laughs> well, I don't want to ask. So, I don't think either of you had seen this before, right?
2: Nope. Had you?
1: I've seen it once before. I watched it earlier this year because I had like heard about it and every. I didn't know about the ending. I just knew that it was supposed to be like one of the great thrillers. And I actually really like French cinema. Um, I'm not super well versed in it, but like what I have watched from that period, I really like. So I finally decided to watch it earlier this year and then was like, it would make a great Halloween episode. So when I watched it for our recording, that was the second time I had watched it. So I'm very excited to get y'all's like initial watch reactions versus you know, watching it again knowing how it ends.
0: I'm sure there were signs. There had to have been.
2: As I was screaming to Ian the whole movie, I didn't like Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Simone Seigneur
1: is doing the heavy lifting on the acting, right? Because like we'll just go ahead and say how it ends. Um, the whole movie, you think it's the wife and the mistress who have murdered the husband and then like the body disappears and it becomes this question of like, is there something supernatural going on? And then in the end we discover actually he's alive. The mistress and the husband concocted this whole scheme to kill the wife who had a very weak heart. So they scare her to death. Um. So it's really Simone Signore who plays Nicole, the mistress, who has to do the heavy lifting on the acting, right? Because the first time you watch it, even though like she can come across as like abrasive and a little bit aggressive, I think on that first viewing, she does strike you as someone who like is working with Christina the wife, like is complicit in the murder um, and is like kind of sincere in that motivation. So she has to play it so that the first time you believe her. And then when you go back and repeat, on, like on a repeat viewing when you watch it, you have to be able to see like, oh, what I thought was her like being worried and watching Christina to make sure like she doesn't faint or her heart doesn't give out is actually her like gauging, okay, have we pushed her far enough? Like it, everything she does has to have a double meeting and it has to hold up. So I think she is like by far like the best part of the movie.
0: Well, and on first watch, it definitely holds up because that I I miss. Well, we'll call it misinterpreted her actions. (laughs) See,
2: I thought she just kept trying to bully this poor wife. I think it comes
1: across as like tough love a little bit at some points where she's like, hey, you said you want to do this. Like this is your this is our only out. So like we have to make it happen.
2: Yeah. Well. Even if I thought she was bullying it, I, I, in my head, I didn't take it to the point of she's bullying her because actually she's after all her money. So I still got got. <laughs>
1: yeah. But I mean, I think that's a testament to uh, Signore's performance the editing, the cinematography, and for sure the writing. Like you have to thread the needle on the script and construction of this for it to work.
0: For sure. But speaking of that opening and setting the stage, I just like my first note is mm, love a swampy pond, <laughs> which <laughs> turned out to be the pool, so which riff. turned
2: out to be the pool, a.k.a. the grossest pool in the world.
0: Oh, you can see through the black and white how bad it is.
1: <laughs> the school is not in good shape. Uh-oh. No,
0: not at all. And I mean, <sighs> it's like an outward representation of the abhorrent human that is Monsieur de La Salle or I for, forgive all of my French pronunciation from now till forever. But Don't like, forgive him. Never let him a- down. You know what? <laughs> I didn't ask you for forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's, he is built up to be such a despicable person so fast. Like between. He has oh. to be.
2: By minute five, he, he's asshole number one. Yeah. I mean,
1: I mean, it's so intentional, though, too, because like we as an audience are very okay with them teaming up to kill him. Oh, I'd help.
0: <laughs> <laughs> though I, I will say the one thing about, uh, like, I very clearly did not like this man very quickly. I don't know if it was because I was reading subtitles and trying to take notes and all of that, but I did feel like we got to murder very fast. Like painfully fast which now knowing the twist makes sense Mm -hmm. but in the moment i was like ah what how did we get to this point
1: i think we get to murder fast in the sense of the pace of the movie but it's very clear that like this situation has been going on for a long time and so like we're coming in in the middle of this these characters story right so like we as an audience might be like oh they got to murder really fast it's like they established that this has been like years and years of abuse
2: but also like she tried to divorce him over one phone call and then was like jk this won't work let me murder you instead well i i do have a note that's like
1: so you won't divorce him but you will murder him okay like i feel like divorce is step one (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, and this is why it was also a little bit of a comedy. <laughs> like, exactly, <laughs>
1: you're it's but, a but you're little thinking absurd. about it. You're thinking about it from like our point of view, right? They establish Christina mm-hmm. is extremely devout, um, and like very Catholic at the beginning. So for her, divorce is like just as bad. Um, I also think she part of it. I think is Vera Clouseau not being quite as strong of an actress, but also the character itself, like. Christina's pretty weak-willed for a lot of it. like, And I think you see it, first viewing for sure, but then second viewing when you kind of can pick up on Nicole's manipulations a little bit more, you're like, oh, she's just able to completely control this woman. Like, bullies her into the murder, but then also makes sure that she's just involved enough to where Christina would be complicit but not involved enough to know that Michelle doesn't actually die. So like she's banking on Christina not being able to like fully see it through herself.
2: Yeah, because it wouldn't work, right? Like it wouldn't work if you didn't have someone who wouldn't think to freaking check the pulse of the person you've tried to murder.
0: (laughs) Or more like just didn't have the fortitude to even actually do the deed. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, Let's talk about the setup. And then I think we really should break down the scene of like the supposed murder, because I think that scene is it's so So well shot. It's so well acted and it has to be done perfectly to not give anything away.
0: Mm -hmm. So I think for me in the setup had some wonderful foreshadowing moments of like throwing rocks into the pool, having a little floating boat get in the, uh, pothole getting run over with the car. We
1: established the child that says crazy things and no one believes.
0: Exactly. We got the wonderful demonic children singing with the gorgon at the very beginning. got like- have
2: it. <laughs> all schools. All schools need the chorus.
0: But really... Um, Michelle's like controlling behavior is very clearly the thrown into the forefront. So the one that really sticks with me is that scene specifically on Christina where he's forcing her to swallow this fish. And then his like bossing like attitude with the rest of the folks where he's like, okay, go control these, you do this. And then the next morning, Oh, someone has to stay behind for the students that are in punishment. Like just dictating with seemingly no real like, allegiance from his wife or his, I guess, subordinates in this case. Like, very clearly a horrible human.
2: Yeah, he has no redeeming factors. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. And what what I found uh, interesting after the fact, so he's established as a total asshole. Uh, His wife and Nicole run away. Uh, The next morning, the rest of the teachers and whoever else are like, oh my God, where did they go? They must have left overnight. And um, Michelle over here, he's like, oh yeah, I knew they were gonna go, I just forgot. And in my head, and I wrote it down, I was like, oh my God, what an asshole know-it-all, like can't even can't even admit that he doesn't know where his wife is. And stupid me, he did know where his wife was. He They had started the plot. <laughs> Yeah, it's, oh, it's, that it's double so good. like is, yeah. oh, that's yeah. really great. <laughs> and uh, Maurice is
1: so good in that role too. But like you, because of what they've shown us and like the way he has interacted with everyone. And it's really crucial that we never see just him and Nicole alone, I think, because, you know, if it's just two people in on the plot alone, there would be no reason for them to keep up the charade, um, which I was, was something I like actually just realized. I was like, we never see just the two of them interact until the very end. But he's established as such an asshole and so controlling that you're like, of course, this dude is so controlling that he can't even admit that he, for mm-hmm. like one second, didn't know where somebody was.
0: Exactly. Oh, it's so good.
2: Exactly. No, I literally wrote down what an asshole. And yeah, like he did actually know.
0: And I think he's with, still
2: an asshole. Just he's still an in asshole. A different though. way.
0: <laughs> and, and I think the the way that they characterize nicole and christina's relationships and nicole in particular is that kind of as you mentioned sangita the tough love sort of thing but what is really insidious about it is on that car ride we get another sort of like double meaning sort of exchange where they're talking about michelle and how he's like oh a daydream about what would happen when christina dies and we get to the point where christina is trying to ask nicole what she said in response to that and she's like oh i'd rather not know christina says that and i'm kind of like well maybe you rather would know because it is has a material bearing on what's about to go down
1: well and what nicole tells christina that michelle said is that he would you know he can't wait for christina to die so that he can like have her money and you're sitting there and the both times you're like i know this is an exact quote from michelle But the first time you watch it, you're like, oh, Nicole is like sharing this information with Christina because it's crucial. And the second time you watch it, you're like, she's sharing this with Christina so that Christina will be involved in thinking she murdered her husband. Like everything. It's like you're oh, my God, this was done so on purpose. There is a shot I want to back up and just mention as far as like the editing and stuff goes. There is the close up on that giant wicker basket that they have slide down the stairs which then fades into the boys running down the stairs and they just do little transitions like that throughout the movie and I really love it
0: did you also love that the wicker basket almost takes out Christina and mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: then in some ways literally does mm-hmm. <laughs> like. mm-hmm. oh so, so nice so
1: intentional oh, I love when it's intentional
0: so they ultimately lure or so we think, lure Michelle to New York. Is that N-I-O-R-T? Yeah, New York. York. Um,
1: We also have the establishment of uh, Nicole's tenants, the teachers, who at one point they're like getting mad at her, uh, which we'll get into why they're getting mad at her. But I was like, dude, we've already established you're behind on your rent. Like, I don't think you can yell at your landlord right now. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but
2: oh, but they were another reason I laughed a lot. <laughs> they are this
0: funny. Movie. They actually are
1: comedic <laughs> relief. I have forgotten about them for a they moment, but they are very- funny.
2: They were very funny. I also need to take this moment to um say one: the wallpaper game in the New York house was very strong, um, beautiful, lots of floral patterns everywhere, and I'm here for it. And two, there's one point where um I can't remember. Which woman but one of them was stress eating what i think was a baguette oh it was christina Um, and i can very much relate
1: (laughs) i think everyone on this call has stress eaten a baguette before i think we can all readily admit to that
0: (laughs) it's true but i i love and i feel this moment of clarity once i realized what happened like we were so played with the tenants like the I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but what they're essentially hearing with the bath and the drain and everything is stuff that would potentially blow. The cover of Nicole and Christina, and so the whole time I'm sitting here like this dude is making notes and is going to send a certified letter. This is going to blow this out of the water, and what a goddamn ruse <laughs> that whole thing was. <laughs> I would be angry if it weren't so good. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: it, it's a masterclass in tension and misdirection. I this movie once we kind basically once we get to New York, it's like the tension doesn't release. For the rest of the movie, like never. And there are multiple times like that where you think they're going to get caught. And that's what you're scared about. Not realizing that like actually the best possible thing right now would be for them to get caught. And because they've made us hate Michelle so much, we want them to get away with this murder. So like that's what we're focused on. That's what we're worried about. And I was the same way the first time I watched it. I was like, he's taking these notes that could totally blow their cover. And then the second time, you're like, Nicole is establishing her own alibi and also establishing something that she could hold over Christina.
0: Brilliant. Uh, Well, for Nicole. Insidious.
2: I want her on my side. I'm terrified of her. (laughs) (laughs) Nicole will run the world one day. (laughs) (laughs) Nicole will kill
1: you and not feel sorry about it for a second. Like, she will not bat an eye.
2: Take your money. Nicole will hunt you for
1: sport. Take your rundown
2: school. Michelle's next. Oh, like Michelle, you know, Nicole, Michelle she, is totally yeah. next. Oh, honestly, next. okay. If I was having an affair with someone, and then jointly we were like, oh my god, let's plot this like elaborate murder to get one of the person's partners' money. Um, that person better be worried like hell about whoever. Came up with this idea because you're next, buddy.
1: But I think Michelle is such an asshole that he would not
2: consider himself to be on the line. Oh no, he's too arrogant for his own good, which is also another note that I wrote down verbatim.
0: Oh yeah, he could not conceive a challenge. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Well, and Nicole plays the long game, so I think she wins
1: in this. I think oh, for, sure. for sure. I think I give I give them eighteen months tops before Michelle disappears again thousand percent again (laughs) again
0: so i think the one scene that i really do want to go through in in some detail is leading up to and right in the moment of michelle's supposed murder Mm -hmm. because the way murder exactly (laughs) because the way that they build up this kind of I, I, it's not like a will they won't they. It's like much more gaslighty of Michelle as he's talking to Christina and kind of his demeanor changes such a testament to that performance there where she seems to kind of be falling for him like a little bit again.
1: He goes from angry or from like anger to seduction to violence so fast And because of the setup, it's super believable for his character. Like, you're like, I I fully believe that this person is, like, this much of a shit to do this and to, like, manipulate her.
2: Yeah, and you fully believe that their relationship has been this toxic since probably before they were married. Um, I mean, he
0: even says, like, we fight like other couples.
1: Right, exactly. (laughs) It's like, no, you fucking don't. I hope you don't. I
2: hope this poor is more woman of an anomaly. who practically was a nun beforehand wouldn't have known any better, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, I think they also make a very conscious choice in the way they dress and style. Christina too, mm-hmm. with like the two braids that connect, and mm-hmm. like she is dressed much more kind of like innocently. Yeah, very youthful. I would agree.
0: So, I think my favorite part in that scene, though, is the around the drinking of the whiskey and what I thought was so beautiful. And in the moment, I thought this was like a really cool trick, but I come back to realize it was just a ruse, uh, the way that Michelle and is, is stumbling over him own self and stopping Christina from essentially saving him multiple times. So like, okay, she spills the whiskey on him and he gets really angry about it and pours some more and is like, okay, I'm going to sit back and drink more. And it was interesting on Christina's part too, how her demeanor changed after he did slap her. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know what, fuck it. You're out of this world now. <laughs> and so again, was that a was that a supposed to be an act or not an act? And I don't know.
2: Yeah, and ah. where does where does the line blur, right? Of like everyone I think has perfect control over some of their actions and then some of their actions they don't, and just where where was that line for him of, I'm trying to be intentional about manipulating this woman, but also I am a naturally wrathful and assholey person, so it is probably easier for
0: me. Ooh, wrathful. I, this is perfect.
2: He's manipulating in a,
1: her in a way that is natural for him to do, mm-hmm. where it is like the she's trying to save him, which... The first time you watch it, when you see her make that choice to now be involved, where she goes from trying to stop him to pouring him another glass, it's like the first time you're like, yes, like that feels like such a big character moment for her. But then on rewatching it, you're like, he made her do it. Like he manipulated her into choosing to kill him.
0: Terrible. And I guess from kind of more of a a framing and shot composition perspective too in this, I love the myriad techniques they use to keep both characters in frame at all times. So whether it's a well-placed mirror or this like ominous shadow on the bathroom wall of Christina, as you see her getting the water to clean off the whiskey from Michelle's coat, like that. It keeps them in frame, but in such a way that's, like, really off-putting in some sense. Because they're not, like, facing each other. You kind of lose the placement of the characters in the set. I don't know. It it was a really cool, like, visual technique, I thought.
1: Yeah, the cinematography in this is just impeccable. Um, it's uh, Armand Theard, I believe. Don't know if I'm saying that right. And apparently, uh, he actually shot with two crews... Uh, because production ended up super behind schedule. It was supposed to be an eight-week shoot. It ended up being 16 weeks. Um, so he was trying to, like, make up time. Was not fully able to, but, you know, did what he could. Did it well.
0: But the way that they end that scene with the abrupt pouring of the water and everybody freaking out, I jumped a little bit.
2: <laughs> Same. Will confess.
0: Now, the actual... Murder, for me, was both drawn out and so fast. Like, it was weird.
1: It's pretty
2: brutal. Oh, it's super brutal. Um, Which is why I didn't bat an eye that Nicole basically did all of it, a.k.a. dragged this poor man, not poor man, dragged this asshole man's body to a full bathtub and then plonked a statue on top of him and then covered him with a sheet. <laughs> like, overkill, overkill, overkill. Um, and well, at the, time- the like,
1: tablecloth, too, they set it up earlier where Nicole gets it, and you have that moment where she puts it over the table, and Christina's like, it's too big, meaning it's too big for the table. And Nicole's mm-hmm. like, it's not too big for him. Mm-hmm. And that kind of just being, like, raising the tension. And then later, you're like... That tablecloth totally served a purpose, but not the one we thought it did.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: And again, the tenants upstairs hearing the bath and waiting for the bath to empty and not hearing it. Like, ooh, ooh, tension. You have
1: the guy writing down the exact Mm times. So we as the audience are worried. I also want to talk about how incredibly good the editing and the writing here is because... Christina is repeatedly sent out of the bathroom. Yep. So that there are moments where we don't see Nicole and Michelle, where theoretically he could take a breath. And also, in getting her out of the room strategically, Nicole is also doing it by asking Christina to do things that are directly like participating in this quote unquote murder, like go get the statue go get the tablecloth. There's like one other thing where she like has her go do it. And you're like, initially you're like, Christina's just trying to finish this job. And like, she's, you know, trying to get Christina to like help and cooperate and everything. And then on second viewing, you're like, she's sending her out of the room at all the right moments.
2: Yeah. Well, and in first viewing, honestly, this is so early in the movie that I feel like Nicole's, her like true bullying really only came out in the second half, in my opinion, when Christina was starting to like get second thoughts, um, so it, at this point, to me, it was it was just Nicole trying to spare Christina from actually having to like do the dirty stuff, quote unquote, with her own hands. Just being the stronger, so
1: diabolical, partners. yeah. Ah. Oh, it's so brilliant because they. They set up these expectations and they really play on our, like, assumptions and our, like, belief in, stereo- like, particular stereotypes and stuff in a way that, like, really does, I mean, yeah. It's diabolical. I, I would, <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone ever looked at me and was like, with zero prior knowledge, I saw this movie and immediately knew what had happened. I'd be like, I think you're full of shit. Right, like, it's just, I, yeah.
0: And they just keep it going with loading and transporting this wicker crate with a supposedly dead body in it, like between the tenants, like almost seeing the body because the string broke, the drunkard where they stopped for gas, trying to hitch a ride. And then, oh no, the floor is wet. What did he do? And like getting a little bit extra with that lingering shot with the clerk with his hands on his hips. And you're like, there's another alibi ruined. It's all ruse. I'm still annoyed. Well,
2: and and there were multiple times as they were evacuating the body where Ian and I would look at each other and be like, is he alive? No, there's no way.
0: Apparently there was a way.
1: But but that starts to lay this groundwork for like that kind of supernatural element that comes in in the back half. So like you still don't suspect Nicole. And again, Signore's performance is so good because in each of those moments where they almost get caught, she looks appropriately nervous because she is nervous just not for the reasons we think she is. Exactly. Because can you imagine if like the thing had fallen open and the neighbors were like, oh my God, a body. Like Michelle's only option is to be like, no, no, it's okay. We were just trying to frighten Christina to death. Like, right. Like oh, how do you fun explain that? Oh, fun and games. It's Halloween, you know.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: You know how married people joke.
2: All couples do this.
0: Um, I, I don't know what relationships <laughs> y'all have gonna, been in, but well, uh, I'm not married. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was me harkening back to their conversation <laughs> <at> the <beginning.
1: laughs> yeah, that was the, yeah. we were making a dark joke about
2: a dark joke, so yes. it was dark jokeception.
0: Oh yeah. God. <laughs> but they do get Happy the body Halloween. back. But they do get the body back and have one last, like, close, well, honestly, two more close misses with people finally get the body in the water, and we're like, okay, cool. Um, We can rest.
2: Interruption in the very gross pool water. I cannot stress enough how disgusting this pool looks. Michelle is very dedicated to
1: killing his wife.
2: Yeah. Like, you really have to commit if you get into that pool.
1: I don't... I think it's quite, in one of the points in there too,
2: we see Michelle's dead body Mm -hmm. and it's real gross. I think a couple of times we see him with his eyes like rolled up into his head and- Supposedly. Sunken features. But I feel like
1: that's such a, a choice to show us that because it really does like hit home. You're like, he is dead. And it's really gross. Like you don't, you don't want to look at it too closely when, like, Corpse Michelle is on screen. So you almost like it almost keeps you from like questioning too much. I know you guys just loved my naming Corpse of that Michelle. You're welcome. Corpse
0: Michelle. You're so
1: welcome. <laughs> um, but I think that's like a really important, like, visual, directorial, editing choice that they make. <laughs> And I do love the scene where they're dumping him in the pool and you have the person getting up uh, and you have like the one light come on. I just, more beautiful shadows,
2: really good tension.
0: Beautiful off angles.
2: Yeah, great tension. And again, like further reinforcement, in my opinion, that Nicole is the ringleader here because she's the one I think that keeps pulling them out of the close calls. Um, But again, to me, the motivation there was let me just take care of business. You're like, she's the level headed one. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and she keeps pushing it forward. Cause uh, we, we think that Christina's is going to break from the non discovery of the body that has not floated to the top of this pool yet. And sh- she is the one that pushes it to be like, Hey, let me throw my keys in the bottom. So mm-hmm. somebody will find it. And
1: then I'll make this poor kid go swimming. Oh, I know, right? That should have been, like, one of our hints that, like, Nicole's the psychopath is, like, she does repeatedly use other people. And you're, like, actually, that would be so scarring to a kid to be, like, I can't discover this body, so I'm going to make a kid do it. Like, that's.
0: But remember. Okay, but
1: But also, I feel
2: like no child will be able to attend that school, period, and escape unscathed. (laughs) Like, (laughs) With or without dead bodies, that that place is not a place I would want to send any future children. <laughs> Very Second
0: true. rate is not a strong enough pejorative in this case. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: bad. Uh, you know what? Good points. Uh, but I, I like to classify the tension in this movie. There are three types of tension. There's murder tension. When will they find the body tension? And is it ghosts tension? You forgot
0: about the tension on the string on the crate.
1: That's part of... Murder tension.
2: She just doesn't even entertain your jokes nope. anymore. <laughs> I don't. I shut you down. So <laughs> she just glosses right over. The- We're like a hundred and
1: four episodes in, and I'm like, you can't give Ian much lead. Like he won't take advantage of it.
0: You can give me more than that string gave, though.
1: Absolutely not. Um. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, you going now. go on without
0: I me. I'm not going sure to make it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, we're good. Uh, but, like, you know, we kind of now have this tension of, like, when will they find the body? And it continues to, like, not happen and not happen. You have the really great scene of Christina teaching her class. And, like, her back's to the class. And she's just, like, wrote recitation with them. But she's looking out the window. She cannot take her eyes off of the pool. And... You just have her, like, move to the other window. She still, like, is so fixated on it. And at this point, we are so in Christina's head. We're getting really nervous about it, too. You have uh, the ball. or No, it's the keys that uh, Nicole has thrown in there. And you have the kid go in and you, like, think the kid's going to discover the body. They don't. They can't see anything because that pool is disgusting.
2: But the kid does find the lighter that was in Michelle's pocket, mm-hmm. which establishes that, okay, body was there at some point. We're not crazy. But is it not there now?
1: Like, what's the situation? Um, you have like multiple times of Nicole like looking at Christina, which first viewing I thought was like her checking in on her and being like, Are you holding it together? Like, how's your heart? And then, you know, thinking about it, you're like, oh, no, she is wondering, like, how's her heart? She's wondering, like, how much longer do we have to do this before Christina finally just gives up the ghost? (laughs) 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 Just that one was for you, Ian.
0: Thank you. But they do drain the pool and they find no body. And it is it is it is a reveal. I was can we talk about that
1: reveal? It's so good where you just have Christina run out to the pool and then like stand there. And I do think Vera Clouseau does really great in this moment because she just kind of has that moment where you f- you can tell she's trying to catch her breath. And then she just collapses in a faint camera pulls out and we just see the empty pool with
2: no Michelle oh. and lots of brown sludge.
1: <laughs> I, we cannot reinforce enough how <laughs> disgusting this pool <laughs> is. <laughs> it's really bad. Uh, Nicole may not have to kill Michelle. Michelle might just die of a bacterial infection. I think
2: all of them are going to just die of bacterial infections. Honestly, I was surprised that she didn't die like fainting at the side of the pool, but that's fine. I also want to say, like as soon as she fainted, Nicole snapped into charge, like she bossed everyone around, everywhere, which we think is doing. just level-headed Nicole. Or is it actually
1: Nicole stretching her legs as new future owner of this school? Mm-hmm. It's her being a little Michelle-esque. I would highly recommend you both go back and like watch this again at some point I'm going because to. like it is it is fun
2: going back like a second time. Yeah, I feel like yeah, watching all the things that I interpreted as one thing Except this is about the time where I was like, okay, Nicole has no empathy and she is a total bully, so I don't actually like her anymore. But, again, I never took it to the point of, oh, it's because she's in cahoots. Like, I figured Michelle was somehow still alive. But I didn't. You think she's just scared, too? And, yeah. was, like, like the way I read it. Like, and just a bit of an asshole, too. I mean, like, she's... his mistress and clearly is okay killing people and whatever else
1: right well and like the way they set up nicole early on it's like she doesn't coddle people so it's Mm -hmm. like this behavior's not like doesn't seem unusual for her considering that like oh she also helped in a murder you're like yeah she'd be freaking out when christina wants to go to the police and being like you can't go to confession Mm -hmm. we have this standoff with the phone -hmm. Okay.
0: So this scene, upon reflection, got so much better because it's essentially an examination of, like, at what point are you culpable enough to be considered, like, you know, an accessory to murder? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But what I really love is the ending because Nicole breaks. She's the one that hangs up the phone. And. In the moment, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Didn't realize, didn't think she was going to be the one to, like, do this. But afterwards, it makes so much more sense. But
1: you're also, like, Nicole is afraid of getting, but it also doesn't seem, like, odd for a person who helped with a murder. Exactly. It's like like none (laughs) of the actions, it's like none of the actions are weird or odd. They're just not for the reason you think they are.
0: Right. This this would be the one that I think is the closest to being not necessarily unexplainable, but like out of expectation. But it was still, like you said, well within the like parameters of what one would expect from this person in this situation. So I don't know from a murderer. Yeah, exactly. And
1: I had kind of chalked that up to Christina winning the battle of wills in that moment, as it having been part of Christina's arc. I didn't chalk it up to Nicole.
0: What a misdirection.
1: Right. And that's, of course, on me being like, well, Christina's our main character. Because she's the one who, like, especially this back half of the film, like, we're viewing everything through her eyes and her perception.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we get more of this wonderful, like, ruse building with the return of the suit mm-hmm. and the hotel, like, dead end, which this whole time you're like, who the hell? decided to dry clean this suit that Michelle <laughs> like was sent to his watery grave in.
2: His Prince of Wales suit that we spilled this sedative all over and talk about many, many times throughout the film.
0: Whoa, I didn't even get that until you mentioned it right now. I'm so dumb. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you're not. The movie's
1: just that freaking good. Um, I, at this point, the first time I was watching it, I I don't think I thought Michelle was alive. I think I, there was a moment where I was like, was he actually not dead? But I think what I was thinking was, like, who knows that they killed him and is now trying to, like, oh, drive like them both messing insane. Messing with them? Like, oh, yeah. yeah, like, I thought maybe somebody else knew and was messing with them that way. And, like, you have the body that's discovered... Uh, by the river that uh, Christina goes in to identify. So again, like with that tension of us, you know, and Christina finally being like, is this it? Is this finally over? And it's not Michelle. It's somebody different, which my question is, did Nicole and Michelle murder somebody else or was this just a happy coincidence for them?
0: Who knows, but the way that they interrogated Poor Christina, for just to like see the body, and then the drama with which the body was brought up for viewing—I ate it up. It was great.
2: That mortician is just very protective of his corpses. He doesn't want frauds coming nope. in after his corpse. Just
0: frauds. That's that's all he wants to avoid.
1: Look, we want to avoid a Frankenstein situation. <laughs> exactly.
0: Abby, <laughs> Abby, normal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh god, Michelle would
2: be the worst Frankenstein. Oh yeah. No, he would not. There is nothing humanizing about him as a human. <laughs> he's already no, a monster. He's already a monster. <laughs> <laughs> um but so dead body is not the body. Um this is where we introduce the detective. Exactly. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry that phrase dead body is not the body it's exactly the correct like yes but absurd
1: (laughs) the amount the amount of phrases I have said on this podcast that are now like recorded and out there on the internet that I never thought I would say ever tried
0: life takes you in strange places
1: (laughs) we have to distinguish between the bodies Ian
0: I mean, it's like, like how we Ryan. have to distinguish between wrong.
1: corpse Michelle and alive Michelle. It's two exactly right. different states of Michelle. Yeah,
0: but jokes on us. It's it's the same Michelle. It's the same Michelle, actually, <laughs> <Just> with
1: context. <laughs> but the, here's where we introduce the detective.
0: I was so I was scared shitless. This was going to blow their cover. Like again.
2: Yes. Oh, oh. Ian was visibly nervous. <laughs> visibly nervous for the rest of the movie.
1: I'm really sad. I like didn't get to watch this with you guys because I love <laughs> this is. So so weird. I love watching people watch movies I love. It's not because creepy. I love getting to see their reactions at like all the best parts. And this one's just so good because like there's so much to react to. Like so much crazy stuff happens. For sure. And I just really wish I had been there to see and freak sure. out.
2: Um another funny part though, so we meet this um ex-police private investigator person whose name I don't think I actually caught, but he wants to help find the body, goes back to the school. Um, immediately starts rummaging around the office, like pulling sheets out of the typewriter, grabbing photos from their picture frames to ask about this dead husband, Michelle. Um, at one point, he pulls a picture out of a picture frame and starts writing his notes down on the back of it, which I can't even say out loud without laughing because it's so much. Like Look, a detective has got to do what he's got to
1: do. Okay? And he had the
0: audacity to ask, may I, after he had already done it
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's a character I would I just I would love to see a show with this detective who just walks into places and is like this is my evidence
2: now yeah but in his kind of chaotic rummaging he comes across I think their groundskeeper and asks him a couple of questions and the groundskeeper um, at one point says oh no de la Salle could swim like a fish and so I think by this point, I my going theory was, okay, he is alive and he's just messing with them because he's an asshole.
0: Well, and it is enforced by the fanciful kid's story of mm-hmm. breaking a window and then he has to go sit in a corner for six hours, apparently.
1: Because he was punished by the...
2: the uh, Principle. This is A can plus we, child
0: rearing, by the can way. Can we
2: talk about how miserable a punishment it would be to just stare <sighs> to at a just corner,
1: stand in a corner.
2: <laughs> for like six hours? But
1: like, kind of funny. <laughs> but it's also like, <laughs> see, this was, movie there is there also is a
2: comedy. I rest my case.
1: <laughs> you, you know what? You're right. There is, I think, a scene later, and it's either later much later the same day or the next day and you see the kid in the background yeah. standing in the corner again. It's the like, next
2: morning. <laughs>
1: he's still standing <laughs> there. for Oh my gosh.
0: But there were some really cool visual... I, but, oh, sorry, gags. I just wanted to say
1: that was the point where I was like either he's alive and he's pulling one over on them or there were a couple other things where I was like maybe it is supernatural because it starts, it, especially towards the end, which we'll get to, Like it starts to ride the line where you're like, Maybe this isn't, like, real. Like, maybe he is not that he's alive, but maybe he is, like, undead or something.
2: Is it ghosts?
1: Is it ghosts?
2: Or is it an asshole? Who
1: knows? (laughs) Or is it an asshole ghost? The worst
0: one. The image you just like gave me is like not an image that I'm (laughs) I'm just like (laughs) floating in a ghostly blue glow.
1: (laughs) This is why I can't give Ian a long lead. (laughs) This is where he
2: runs to. See, I take something to hear and then you just, this is why I have to shut him down. It's It's
0: (laughs) the wine's fault.
2: It's for the greater good I shut him down. The greater good. You really do serve the greater good here, Maggie. And we all thank Thank you you for it.
0: I think welcome. the masses are clamoring for my brand of highbrow humor.
1: I think the masses are fully relieved and would be horrified (laughs) if they heard our
0: outtakes. (laughs) (laughs) So throughout this entire sequence, uh, it's clear that Christine is on the decline. We see doctors coming in. There's some fun visual gags with... Nicole kind of like hiding in the doorway and moving into and out of frame opposite of the retired detective commissioner person. And I loved that. That was just fun to watch as she's like trying to hide from him because I think she knows she knows he's retired and has too much time on his hands. He's going to get to the bottom of this.
2: Well, and I think that's another one where he she's she's obviously trying to avoid him because we don't we think she doesn't want to get caught for killing this man. But she actually doesn't want to interact with this PI. Because she too doesn't want
1: to get caught for not killing. Exactly, this
2: man. the jig is up.
0: But there were some really which cool... which
2: jig? <laughs> too many jigs. There's so many. <laughs> Sorry,
1: continue, Ian.
0: No, that that was worth it. Uh, there well, w- if
1: I ever get arrested, that's going to be
2: what I say.
0: Which jig?
2: <laughs> <laughs> which jig? <laughs> that requires your policeman to say though, that the jig is up. I have faith. I have faith. Very nice.
0: Mm. But there were some really amazing visual reveals in that, like the closing of the door to reveal the gray Prince, whatever suit. Just delightful. And the look on both Christina and Nicole's face, like Nicole was selling it. I think she was excited that Christina might die, but you know,
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I also just want to say, like, what a great use of, like, horror techniques and how it's really the smallest things that they're using to, like, ratchet up this tension. Like, it's a suit. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a suit. But everything that that suit now means and the fact that it is somewhere that you didn't expect it to be and just, like, how terrifying something defying your expectations
0: is. It really is. And I mean, the photo didn't defy my expectations, but still was terrifying with the way they edited him in. Like with this like crazy, almost Phantom of the Opera-esque light. Like, I don't know. It was...
2: Yeah, because only half his face is like peeking out of a window in the school photo that they take, as opposed to just his whole face in one of the window panes, like a normal person.
0: It reminded me a lot of the shining and the yep. way that Jack Nicholson's character appears in the photo at the end
2: is he
1: alive is he dead mm-hmm. was he always dead is Are he we just, in purgatory
2: like is he just a ghost asshole <laughs> just a ghost asshole
0: but we culminate at this final amazing dark horror hallway sequence
2: well first all the good shadows first the um Christina has a very fitful night's sleep. And as she's tossing and turning, she wakes up to frickin' P.I. sitting in a chair, (laughs) watching her sleep, ready to tell her that he's got a report written up for her. Look, this man has a job to do.
0: Well, He's retired. And
2: he very explicitly says this is how he gets paid. (laughs) So he will be here at night delivering the report to you in your pajamas to get All his jigs money. will be up. <laughs> All jigs will be up. He will be paid for each jig. <laughs> There's a going rate per jig <laughs> that he's got unlocked. <laughs> um, but this freaks her out so much that she spills her guts and she tells him everything. And he says, "You know what? By the morning, you will be acquitted." Okay, go Ian.
0: Oh yeah, no, I had no idea what he meant by acquitted cuz I'm like okay, Inspector Clouseau, what's going to happen? Tell me what I missed. He
2: he actually gave me Inspector Clouseau vibes. (laughs) (laughs) He really did. The number of just other film vibes that this movie gave me, which obviously those are all films that are paying homage to this one. Um,
1: I'm curious, what other films came up for you? Because there's, in particular, there um, is a film that was very much inspired by this.
2: uh, Psycho.
1: That's the one. Yeah. Absolutely. We are getting uh, to this scene.
2: <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> the whole last five minutes in the bathroom were pure psycho to me.
1: Yeah. So apparently, actually, Hitchcock was very interested in the rights to that book. And uh, oh. the director, uh, whose name is actually Clouseau, Uh oh. spelled differently. Spelled differently. What uh, is this world? It's too small. Um, And it's his wife, Vera, who plays Christina. Um but uh, he bought the rights before Hitchcock, and they were both kind of like fans of each other and like very much respected each other as like, you know, directors of the horror thriller genre. So, Psycho, like the movie which comes out uh, five years after this in 60, uh, was very much inspired by like some of the techniques in this. Um, and then, also, fun fact you now that we're like on kind of a little bit about the book and the rights. So, in the book, it's actually the husband and his mistress who quote unquote kill the wife and then the wife and the mistress have like made the plan to like have make the husband have the heart attack but uh clouseau swapped it out basically to just make a bigger part for his wife uh because vera clouseau was not a strong enough actress most likely to take on the role of nicole because that requires like a very specific like Personality and like portrayal, so he kind of did that to make a bigger part for her. Oh, interesting. Which I think I was—I will say—the reveal at the pool and this ending. I think she kills the ending.
2: Oh, I think Vera again, does a great job. Her whole body screams fear, so I think she did a phenomenal job.
0: Yeah, as she's like prowling down this dark hallway, where we know In her white
1: nightgown. Ooh.
0: And we know can we talk about
1: the shot where she's kind of behind this corner and peeking out down this hall and then the camera which has been following her down the hall Rotates. swings out as if from her point of view
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then starts down the hall and you're like no 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 and then it kind of picks back up where she like comes back into frame i just that shot and transition in particular just oh. beautiful loved
0: it. And the fact that we know that there is somebody in that room behind her makes it all the more terrifying.
1: And we're like, is it Michelle? Is it Michelle's ghost? Is it somebody else who's been fucking with them? Like, you know, someone's there. We've seen the glove. We've seen the shoes. But we don't know who or what. (laughs) You have the typewriter.
0: Oh, and that yeah. was what gave me Shining vibes in the beginning was the typewriter. And then especially the way it was just Michelle typed haphazardly on the page, like the all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy thing, mm-hmm. like definitely felt reminiscent, but she screams obviously. Cause like you're seeing random gloves there at the typewriter with no one there with random words like Michelle, I would be terrified.
1: And then the lights So I go have out. to say, I kind of wish she hadn't screamed. I kind of wish it had been like a you're so scared you can't scream type of moment because there isn't a soundtrack to this movie. And the sound design is masterful in the creepiest way, especially at this end part. So I kind of wanted it to be like you have that moment and then the lights go down and to, to continue to be just like unbearably quiet so that like every single noise you heard, you're like, is it him? so i understand the scream i think it would have been cooler if it was like she was so afraid she couldn't
0: i don't know it felt like we needed to get too we, we had built so much tension i'm not sure what other sort of release we could have gotten
1: i didn't want the tension released yet i wanted to keep i wanted oh, to yeah, keep that's, it
0: that's fair yeah Yeah, because then you immediately go into the bathroom and guess what's waiting for us?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I don't think that's a make-or-break moment. That's just, like, a small thing that, like, I think I would have preferred, but we do have her go into the bathroom and we just have the shot of her, like, no, we do see him in the tub. We see his gross corpse in the tub and the scene of him getting up is especially first time viewing like one of the scariest things. It is creepy beyond belief.
0: I was be definitely gross. freaked, freaked out.
1: He gross. It's so gross and the movement is so slow. It's just that like impending terror. Uh yeah, terrifying. I will I will go ahead and say uh watching that the first time when you think like this might be like Zombie Michelle. Uh one of the scariest things i've ever seen including you know several of the horror movies we've covered
2: on this podcast scarier than michael myers for sure super super creepy and then i think the tension for me at least broke when he pulled off his contacts um that make Well his... first we have her die.
1: She has a heart attack. Oh, true, true. And slides down the door and
0: dies not that greatly. <laughs> That was a little extra dramatic.
1: Very dramatic. Very dramatic death. But... But then we have, you're right with him,
2: the close-up of him popping out the contacts.
0: That was, that was gross. Gross. Those
2: contacts look hella painful. I, th- I think, again, this man really worked hard for his money. <laughs> like, he had to jump into a gross pool. He had to hold his breath underwater a bunch. He had to creep around without his... Was he just butt naked for a while while his suit was at the dry cleaners? <laughs> Who knows? I, he, surely he has a second suit. I like, prefer
0: the reading where he's no, just No, because
2: like, at one point. Just butt the, naked in a bush? I think so. Because the PI goes into his closet at one point to count all his shoes and clothes and like nothing's missing. Except for the Prince of Wales suit, which is then hanging on the door. I bet he had a secret suit. I'm sure he had a secret suit. That or wasn't just his birthday suit. He was butt naked. On the school grounds. I'm just butt naked in a bush. Being like, when will she have a heart attack? God damn it. With his creepy dead person contacts. In. <laughs> it's cold out here and I can't see.
0: Oh. But. We he okay he did all that work for <laughs> that was definitely on purpose. Um,
1: Sorry, no, it wasn't.
0: All that money he worked so hard for, he gets to keep for all of thirty seconds. Because guess what, Professor Clouseau.
2: Well, we have well, to reveal first that Nicole was Nicole in. Nicole runs it. in. True. She's in on it. Gasp!
1: Literal gasp. I, it's a great, like, you really don't see it coming. It's so good.
0: Nicole, how could you is my note. It's in all caps. I,
1: so easily,
2: apparently.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's
1: because she is truly diabolical. They're perfect for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, they will be apart for forever with no money because
2: Inspector Dude rocks up. And is like, you're both going to jail. Yeah. Bam. So this is why you should always hire PIs who like to skulk around your house in the middle of the (laughs) night, apparently. (laughs) He never once, well, we know he's not a vampire,
1: at least, because he's never once invited in. Nope, he just appears
2: and wreaks chaos.
0: But the good chaos.
2: Uh, 10 out of 10. Very much enjoyed this.
0: Okay, movie. but the ending. The ending.
2: Oh, true. Oh, my God. Yes.
0: Where the, the fanciful kid is like, I got my slingshot back. Madame gave, Who it, gave to it, it to me.
2: Madame de la Salle. Dun, dun, dun.
0: And he gets sent to the corner.
2: <laughs>
1: Which I, at this point, I'm like, can you really send the kid to the corner? Because he said he saw the principal, and the principal was alive.
2: Yeah, Like you surely just saw him get arrested. I think clearly the real victim of this whole movie is that poor little kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like Mato or some, yeah. AI like something. It's like
2: Menlois or something. Or I don't something know. Or something like that. Menlois. Yeah. Oh, that poor
1: kid. I agreed. I Now all I can think about is that one random shot later that like it's like two people are having a serious conversation you just see him in the corner yes, in the background. Exactly
2: right. Yeah, the two poor teachers men- are having a conversation and you see the kid in the background. <laughs>
1: You're like, has he been there all night? Is he there again? What happened? Probably. Um, I love that that button at the end of, is she alive? Like, did she and the detective cook this up? Because otherwise, why did he show up after she had died to arrest them?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Unless he needed proof of some crime actually having happened. And he too is cold hearted.
0: Or maybe she was just, you know, baking her illness the entire time.
2: I mean she did have an overly dramatic death. And he did say that she would be acquitted.
1: So I yeah, I I love the open endedness and the creepiness of the end too, where you're like, is it a trick or is it ghosts this time? Is
2: I don't know. I was very convinced. There I think either way, like why does anybody want to own this school? It's cursed. Nothing it's there's, there's nothing good about this school.
0: I do agree 10 out of 10 though. This is it. it, For me, it did start slowly, but once you got to New like it definitely Mm -hmm. like was worth it.
1: I think like, yes, it does start slowly, but everything it does in that build is so important. Uh, And it's not like an overly long movie. Like it's like two hours. Like it's, it's, you know, I think that's, yes, it can seem slow, but it's so important to the overall narrative and like, Yeah.
2: overall, I'd say paced really well. Yeah. And I, I imagine some of the details in the first bit of the movie would be more impactful now that we know what the, we know the twist. So Going to be watching it again
0: really relatively really soon. Again
1: yeah. And then just like, you know, send, send me your thoughts in the text thread. Yeah.
2: But I also I will say, like, I don't like super scary movies, but I think this really did a good job threading the needle between tension and then comedic relief and just like this will they, won't they, what's happening? There are and no scary. jump scares. So no jump scares. It's not gory. Honestly, the only gross thing about it is the swimming pool. <laughs>
0: It's a scary swimming pool
2: swimming pool you'll ever see.
1: Um it really is scary, but like it, it isn't gory. It is there aren't jump scares. I think it's like if you don't like quote like, you know, the stereotypical scary movie or like aka slasher films, um, this is a really good little like Halloween pick mm-hmm. to watch. And it's also just a really good movie.
2: Totally agreed. Great recommendation as per usual. Happy to
1: happy to recommend good things.
0: So I think that is uh, diabolique, bolique, bolique, (laughs) diabolique,
1: diabolique,
0: diabolique.
1: Diabolique. Diabolique. As a reminder, Ian took Spanish and not French.
0: Yes, and my French is horrific, so apologies again.
2: That's okay. Just drink more wine. (laughs) It helps. I'll be perfectly honest; it does help.
0: So, thank you so much, Sankita, for joining us for this semi-spooky thriller, comedy, psychological thriller, horror combination of an episode. (laughs) All of the above. Happy to be here. And I think next time we're going to be doing another Halloween-themed episode, TBD. Yeah. Unless you want to announce it or you want the suspense.
1: We'll go ahead and announce it. Uh, Oh, maybe we should have done the suspense. Ah, fucked it up. It's uh,
0: okay.
2: Well,
1: wouldn't be the first time. But yes, join us next time for the Sixth Sense uh, for our second of our spooky seasons Halloween double features. Um, until then, you can find us on social media. We are at Best Pictures Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can email us in at bestpicturespodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, subscribe, review if you haven't already. Um and yeah, until next time and Happy
2: Halloween. Happy spooky season. Woo.